Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 203. That's 203. It is the ENS. Of course it is. The Wolves podcast. Uh, still on international break, Joe. But, but, but soon, soon we're going to be returning to, to Premier League action. But don't really care about football today. You know why? Because it's I look outside. And I've got my little study on the first floor and I've got my fake plant and I've got my roto light, and I've got my three computer screens around me. I've got my TV bracket on the wall. But I don't care because the light, Joe, the light is shining in. And there's some heat in that sun, baby. It's summertime. The clocks have gone forward. Cricket season is nearly upon us. There's people outside. There's people in shorts, in T-shirts. It, it's glorious. It can't, you know, in a, in a year of, of pretty much just sheer misery any kind of heat i'm taking as a positive mr joe edwards beautiful i'll i'm, I'm loving it i, I went for a, a round of golf this morning um, oh, of course oh, it's all right for, all right for some uh, yeah of course a round of golf in the morning Goodness uh, me. Well, well, well my shift started at midday so i got a uh, 20 past 90 time at um three hammers Nice. And that's, um, that's that's three hammers. Three. Uh, not th- not free. It wasn't free, was it? I suppose you had to you had to pay for your PPL. Yeah, it, uh, three hammers. Hey, there we go. There we go. That's the allocation uh, coming in. And um, yeah, it was just in my, in my t-shirt, in, in my in my, my parlour shirt. Absolutely loving it. It was uh, it was a lovely morning. What was your what was your four ball or your two ball, mate? Um, it just went by myself. Oh, <laughs> mate. Just on your lonesome. I mean, a fair play. I don't mind that. I've done it a couple of times before, and I, I quite enjoy my own company at times. I was I was uh, single for a long time. Uh, uh, um, well, I didn't didn't have, wasn't living any, with anyone anyway at the time when I was with Middlesbrough. So uh, I used to love my own. My, going out on my own, mate. I think that's sometimes the best the best way. It's great. Well, well you'll go for a run on your own, I guess, wouldn't you? Absolutely. Been for so, one at lunch break. Yeah, exactly. So that I mean, I'm not into jogging per se. But like I am into golf, so you know. And if, if I've got a day off in the week, or a few hours spare in the week, I'll I'll go by myself. That's fine. What's uh? Is three hammers um? Is that the kind of like pitch and put? Is it? Yeah, so like a par three. It's quite a short par three as well. It it is basically kind of pitch and put range, really. Yeah. Yeah, but nice, nice facility. Very nice. I mean, you're still still kind of close to you, right? Yeah, only ten minutes in the car, and then. And then they've got the driving range. And the driving range is, is, is good because they've got all screens in the bays. And basically, you can kind of get your club averages for your distance. And it measures oh, nice. your distance. Yeah, or, yeah, or if you yeah. want to, you can um, play different courses, like on the simulator kind of thing. So you can play you know, Bay Hill or Pebble Beach or whatever. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty good, man. Um. Do you when you you know when you go and pay your pay your round fee? Do you do you go into the club shop and speak to the the secretary of it and say you know uh, I know it's uh, I know it's six eighty but <clears throat> you know Joe Edwards Wolves reporter Express and Star. You know, no, I I haven't played that card. I haven't played that card yet. No. A free round and they're like eh, and then you know you you go oh I get you and then you pull out a copy of the Express and Star and just just put it across there just look away. Slap it on the desk. Yeah, maybe, maybe Shropshire Star is a bit of a bonus. <laughs> if I want to get to Schiffnall Golf Club or something like that. <laughs> they charge you double, charge you double. 
Um, no, I haven't played that card, and I don't think I will, to be honest. When are you going to get a big boys going to a big boys course, mate, and, and start hitting uh, some some proper irons? None of this, none of this uh, pitching waste rubbish. Um, well, I'm kind of doing a big boy course tomorrow. Oh, okay, okay. Um, it's got the, you've got the bug. You've got the bug. It's well, it's kind of a big boy course. Go on. So it's it's like a par fifty eight. Okay. So I think it's mainly par threes, but there's like four par, par... fifty eight. Yeah, okay. there's like there's like four par fours. <laughs> okay, where's this? Um, Greenfields, I think it's called. It, it's it, it's relatively near me, but then I want about going to Wurgs near okay. me in, on Monday before the game. I think it means nothing to me. Wurgs, Wargs is as close as you're going to get. But that was there. That was a creature in Lord of the Rings. I don't know what uh, what a Wurg is. Is that an area? Is that somewhere near? Wolverton? Yeah. Te- in uh, Tettenhall, you know. Oh, Tettenhall, yeah. Yeah, in Tettenhall, yeah. Is it in Tettenhall? Yeah. <laughs> we didn't get any complaints about my, my pronunciation of Tettenhall last week, so I think I've got it right, mate. I think you're the one who's been pronouncing it wrong all your life. Yeah, te- in, I'll, be go- well, I'll be golfing in uh, Tettenhall, yeah. I mean, it'd be nice to get invited, mate, but not all of us can, can start at 12 o'clock, I guess, these days. Some of us have been in since eight. Wee. Wee. Uh, right, uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers um, are still not playing football as of yet. No. But, but um, look, there's, there's, some, there's some interesting performances out there, Joe. And uh, we, we all know that the season um, has been a disappointing one. But I think, looking at where Wolves are starting to trend, not only in performances, but with, with people coming back, with some who are back and have just come back, I think they could really finish with a bit of a flourish. Now, um, it's great to see so many internationals and they talk about Routinho and we talk about Neto and we talk about, you know, Cody, but you want to, you want to maybe look at uh, an individual who's been away uh, with his international team and uh, put on a really good performance that maybe not too many people will have seen. Yeah, Mr. Uh, Mr. Vitinha, Mr. Uh, Vitor Ferreira, if you will. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, really was really impressed by him the other night, and not everybody may have seen this game, but on a on Sunday night, England's under twenty ones played Portugal's under twenty ones in the uh, European Championships, and of course, for uh, whoever watched that um, of a, of a Neutral persuasion, I guess, would have noticed that England grossly underperformed, and the manager, you know, is rightly being questioned, and didn't have a shot on target all night. But a large part of that, England not having a shot on target and not getting up the pitch, was the efficiency of Portugal's midfield, and and a lot of that was to do with Vitinha. He was brilliant. Um, I know it's I know it's twenty twenty ones football, and it's not it's not at the same standard of the Premier League, but he was lining up. Against Premier League players, I mean, you know, all of England's team was basically Premier League players or high-end championship on loan from Premier League clubs. So, he was fantastic and he showed that he's not just this number 10 playmaker that kind of flits in between the forward line and the midfield. He played as a number 6, really. You know, picking up the ball from centre halves, playing it wide, recycling it in the middle of the park, driving at players when he needed to, creating things going forward, starting off moves, and he really looked the part. He really did, and um, you know, I guess the best comparison you could have made while watching that game is that Vitinha was doing that role for Portugal, and for England, entrusted with exactly the same role was Everton's Tom Davies, mm. who is a player that. 
Batman. I've never really rated very highly, but... It, Decent fashion sense, though, depending on which way you look at it. Well, I mean, it's very out there, fashion sense, but it's very niche. It, it's very niche, isn't it? Uh, I mean, decent is probably being a bit kind. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, fashion sense aside and whether I think he's any good, he, he's played a lot of games at Premier League level. Yeah. Um, and, you know, for his age. And so for somebody like him doing that job, a job that he completely failed at, by the way. He was being consistently pressed and out-possessed. He was giving the ball away. He lasted 72 minutes. I don't know how he quite lasted that long, to be honest. And then when you looked at him and compared him to Vitinha, really, there was no comparison. Vitinha was absolutely streets ahead. And it's just interesting now, because it's been a weird season for Vitinha. And we've discussed him a few times. And I was kind of thinking that, Maybe the the system just doesn't cater to him, and he's just not right for Wolves. In that, you know, an attack-minded midfielder, he's not really catered for. But on on that, I think he could be a central midfielder all day long. And to be honest, I'd I'd like to see him given an opportunity now in these in these final nine games. So, so the question arises, John. I didn't watch the game to be honest. So, uh, you know, I'm not I'm not. I understand. Shame on you. Shame on me. Shame on me. I must admit, I do I do switch off in international breaks. I can't remember the last time I watched an England game, to be honest. I watched them in the Euros, of course I will, but but I, I, I don't know, these World Cup qualifiers and, and, and Yeah, you else. haven't missed much, so I've watched them both. They've been pretty pretty pants. Right, okay. So so I so I haven't watched it, but um but it begs the question then, is this just a completely new role that Virginia's been given? Because if he has excelled in this role, and we've looked and we've talked at length about the struggles that the central midfield have had this season, you know, Neves, Dendonka, Moutinho, and, and, and especially Zhao, who, who, you know, you've got to think um, his days at Wolves, are, are, his regular days at Wolves, I know he's got one more year left after this, are, are coming to an end. Um, why is Vitinha not being kind of at least considered for this kind of role? Is this, is this he's just gone away and played this position from absolutely nowhere? Or is this really his best position? And and then, you know, you have to ask why is he not being given that opportunity to play in that role for Wolves? Oh, I guess that's the that's a million pound question. But against Chorley, when we saw him, there was an element of him dropping deep and being happy to get on the ball and get into positions and thrive, and you know, in pressure. But it was a hard game to judge him off, even though he was probably the best player on the pitch that night because. It was at Chorley. It was on a. It was on a bodily pitch, and you know it was a bit of a of an anomaly. An, an anomaly. Really, <laughs> that's easy to say in that sense. That drinks cart came round in it at the seventh <laughs> at three hammers, mate. <laughs> I'll have three. I'll have three strong bows, please. A couple of chasers. Well, a cider in the sun, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was. Um, that was a difficult game to judge him off. But just looking at looking at that and. You know, it's a tournament level game, and of course, again, it's different from the Premier League. But there was just enough there for me to say, give him a go in these final nine games. Because what what was striking to me as well was that in that Portugal team was Pedro Gonçalves, you know, the the man that got away yeah. uh, for, for for Wolves, and you know, been absolutely brilliant for sport in Lisbon, and he's you know the talk of the town, isn't he now? And you know, ultimately, a, the player that Wolves let go on a free, albeit mm-hmm. they do have um, a sell on. It's um, you don't you don't want to uh, you want to avoid that same thing happening again if you can. And yes, this game could be a you know a false dawn, and of course, one game doesn't make a player. He, he's got to go in, in the Premier League and and prove himself, but. 
I think he's worthy of the opportunity to to prove himself, you know. And uh, I think the the thing with him so far that we haven't seen enough of him really to make a properly informed opinion. There's nine games left. Wolves, of course, want to finish as strongly as possible, but you know, it, I think there is an element of you know get, getting one or two players a few more minutes and. Vitinho, when you've got an option to buy, I think they've got to give him a bit more time so they can make that decision. And if he plays in midfield a couple of games and he's not up to scratch, then don't buy him. But you know, you don't you don't know until you try. And um, I, I was really <laughs> impressed with him the other night. I really was. Yeah, look, I mean, I, devil playing devil's advocate, I will say that he hasn't shown me anything anything like from when I have seen him. The type of player that Wolves want to spend sixteen, seventeen million pounds in the summer on. That's that's no. from what I've seen so no, far. No, I don't. And, I don't disagree. Yeah, and, I don't uh, disagree. And what I would say from 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 that point of view is, you look at, and I know we're going to come on to him, but like, it's almost like if you don't play Wolves or you're not regular, you're not playing regularly, your stock almost goes up because the team is struggling. Yeah. So so you know whether you're on the bench, you're not getting a chance. You're like, oh, all of a sudden. Get him on, get him on. Why is he not playing? He's brilliant. And, you know, we've had it with Catroni. We've had it with, you know, some like Rafa Mir we're going to mention later on. And, and these players who are away or who, or who do good things away from Wolves, it's almost like they become world beaters. And you get them in the, you know, when it really matters. And you think, oh. I mean, to spend £16 million, pounds is, they're not coming for you, are they, mate? There's some, uh, some signs yeah, oh, in yeah. the background. Oh, yeah, they've, they've, got, they've got them all. You didn't pick, you're one of those who don't pick the tea up, do you? You snap your tea, mate. You snap your tee and you leave on. You don't go and pick up that divot. Excuse me, Mister Edwards. You have to divot on the fourth. Uh, can you please, uh, please uh, remove, please replace, please. And, uh, I've had to have the windows open because it is. It's like a bloody greenhouse in this um, in this in this top floor. So I expect to see the next time we do a video uh, podcast, my little plant pot, my little little <laughs> little bit of a tomato plant going. But you, do you know what? Do you know what I'm saying? Is that I from from when it really matters, even when he's come on. I, I haven't seen enough, and the fact that Ignori um, and and um, I've forgotten the striker's name now. Jose, William yeah. Jose's coming yeah. on, come on, and, and obviously had a lot more opportunity than him, and still struggled. And yet, Virginia's probably the one out of those three who's had the least amount of time. Does that say what what Nuno's thinking? Maybe it does. I mean, Nuno will have seen him in training every day and, of course, knows what he's doing. And there will have been a reason that he's not played, you know, that much football. Mm. Um, of or course... Is it, just, is, it just, is, it just, is it just basically needs? Because, I mean, let's be honest, if um, if Raul Jimenez was fit this season, we would have barely seen Fabio Silva, apart from well, maybe a two or three starts and the odd, the odd 10 or 15 minute cameo. So is it about next season, the season before, and they think, well, he's going to be here, but I need, I need to... Is he getting the season on the training ground that Fabio Silva desperately needed without being in that limelight, knowing that he's going to be a player that they're going to sign and is going to be integral going forward in the next two, three, four years. Maybe. I mean, maybe Nuno's been really impressed by what he saw in training. He's, he's deliberately just kind of keeping him away from the limelight, as you say, and maybe he's seen enough to, to, to think that he, he can be, you know, a, a signing that they make. But just, I think from a, from a fan's point of view, especially... And you know, from a from a journalistic point of view as well, it, you just want to see a little bit more of him, and mm. just to kind of justify the the decision. Really, I, I think we've seen yeah, he could turn it around, but I think at this stage, you know, you've seen ten ten appearances now from from Jose, and it's not looking good for him. 
Um, ain't Nuri, I think the jury's out. It's kind of a bit 50-50. If they did sign him at a cut price, it wouldn't be the worst thing. But equally, I think many people would say if Wolves went down another route, they wouldn't be that offended. But with Vitinha, it's a grey area. And I just think we need to just see a little bit more of him. You know, you talk about it taking 10 games of a season to, to find find out what a team is about and what a, what they can do and what their prospects are. We've seen Vitini play 200-odd minutes in the Premier League. Mm. It's the equivalent of like just over two games. It's, I think he needs more minutes in the, in, towards the end of the season just, be, just to really know what he can offer and, and, and what he can do. And if, he, if he's not up to scratch, then he's not up to scratch. But at, the, at this point, we're just in the dark, I think. Yeah, what surprises me slightly, and um, you know, there's, there's the stories aren't the easy stories to make. You know that Vitinha's got this clause, and he's it's a done deal for fifteen or sixteen million or whatever. And most of the replies to the, that tweet the other night that came out was positive, saying great signing, his quality is this, is this, and a couple of people saying what, what are you talking about? And I must admit, I'm like, I'm like, where, where have you seen this from? Have you been have you been stood at Compton because I haven't seen it? Am I watching a different game? And I, I do think sometimes. You need to show something on that pitch early for you to think, okay, let's sign him. Because if you're going to sign Vitinha, let's say, let's say for example, and we you, you ran a story about it a couple of weeks, Joe, that it might not be these these fees that have been discussed. They might lower them, and there might be some negotiation with all three of them. So let's yeah. say, let's say for argument's sake, okay, Jose even scores a couple of goals. They're going to sign all three in the summer. Let's say that it's going to cost you the best part of thirty million pound. Probably yeah. more to sign all three. If you sign all three, and remember, it's a massive summer for Wolves, a huge summer, very important transfer-wise, um, and you're signing them for £30, £35 million, pound, and let's say you have to sacrifice a Traore, I'm not saying that, you know, he's, he's not had a great season, of course he hasn't, for £30 or £40 million, pound, and you're getting these three, and you're still, you're still at level, or you may be, you may be short of £5 million, and you still need a midfielder, and you still need a defender, and you still need a striker. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's difficult, it's difficult decisions, isn't it, for people who are who haven't shown too much and we haven't seen enough from yet. And you're right in what you say is that with no fans, with no massive pressure now, Wolves aren't going anywhere. This is the time now where you've got to see what they're made of. And I get there's I get there's an improvement there and there's progression and there's progression over a few years and because they're so young they're going to improve so you're not you know you're not expecting the finished article but you got to show something for me. Yeah, and, and that's it. That, that, that's the remit. I think final nine games these these players especially they've got they've got a point to prove. Everyone has got a point to prove. You know that that they're you know essential to Wolves moving forward. You know mm. it's, it's it's a massive summer and. Yeah, and Vitinha is now different, and I, I just think we saw from him that he's not just a one-trick pony. He's, he's not just a number ten, and he can play. You know, as part of a as part of a midfield too. If perhaps you know, but we don't know until we see. And uh, that, that that's the thing for me. It, it, try before you buy, mm. but he hasn't he hasn't really been tried yet. So, oh, I, um, I've tried before. I've bought, mate, and <laughs> plenty well, of occasions. <laughs> Exactly. And so, even, um, I've even I've even bought bought it, wore it, and sent it back as well. There you go. Absolutely. So, um, so, so you look at that with Vitinia, and uh, you know, and I'm trying to think, and I'm trying to think that the the rationale for playing him, and I'm thinking, right, okay, if you're Jean Moutinho, 
And maybe he's not, because, you know, he plays an incredible amount of games, Moutinho, that he has done. But apart from really that game where he scored, is there, is there a, a couple of standout games where you've gone, oh, my God, that's the vintage out. I'm not too sure. I'm thinking, Moutinho, OK, the Euros are coming up. He's obviously in his final year going into Wolves. They're not going anywhere. They're not fighting for anything. I almost think he'll be understanding to get a bit... He'll want a bit of a break. Will he want to be playing every single Wolves game between now and the end of the season before getting a short break? For me, he wants to play a bit, keep himself ticking over, and he wants to be ready for the Euros for me. Don't you think? Yeah. And, and Rather than boom, 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 90 minutes. I know that there's still a bit of a gap and, and they've had a nice gap, but you know, he's been away, he's played He's played a little bit. I think he came off at half-time in the first Portugal game. I don't think he was included in the second game. I'm not even sure if he was on the bench, actually, when I looked at it. But, um, but you know, he'll want to... He'll be obviously going to the Euros. He'll be one of the, the elder um, statesmen there. But he'll want to play and he'll want to make an impact. And I think he'll want to kind of be rested and refreshed, you know, going into that tournament. And from Wolves' point of view... If they are going to play Vitinho with that position, it makes it makes absolute sense to have a look at him when the pressure is completely off. Yeah, and 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 this this run of fixtures coming up that you've alluded to um, I before, have. I have. Um, only a couple of times. It, it's I mean in in the next five or six, you got six of the five of the bottom six or something like that, you know, and play him in midfield against the Sheffield United or something like that if you don't feel he's quite ready for a for a Tottenham away or something like that for example you know just to kind of get that just to get that measuring stick and mm. as you say Martinho he, he can't play every week I don't think and especially not ahead of a he's probably swan song international tournament that he'll want to make sure that he's ready and fit for mm. um, Vitinho could be the future we you, he, he may not be. He might be rubbish, but <laughs> he could well be. You know that a, a real kind of future answer and a, a player that could benefit Wolves for years to come. So um, hopefully we will see more of him. Yeah, and look, the the midfield is obviously an area that they need to buy in the summer. Is could Wolves could Virginia be the answer? I mean, Pete, I know people listening to this going, "Don't you dare say that." We want another quality midfielder, in, and I would be inclined to agree, but. If you're dropping 16 million quid on someone like that, if he is going to play in Moutinho's position, then, you know, and and they can only maybe, you know, strengthen in one position to spend big money in and that being central defence, then you could potentially see it. It's it's a fascinating summer that's going to be coming up, Joe. It really is. Um, and uh, Virginia could play a big part in that uh, between now and the end of the year. Uh, End of the season. So, yeah, it's interesting. And probably the most I've ever talked about Vitinha combined uh, in, the last, uh, in the last 15 minutes than, um, than, than I have done this season. But, no, it's interesting, mate. Uh, and I know another person you wanted to speak about too. Uh, and you've got a little bit of info on this. And, and obviously, um, you, you've obviously released a story yesterday. Is on another Wolf striker whose stock keeps on getting higher and higher. He hasn't scored a goal for Wolves yet in the Premier League. But, uh, but... Is he the answer, Mr. Raphamir? Well, yeah, it, it, you kind of alluded to it there. These players that aren't playing or are either out on loan, their stock has risen. But with with Mia, it's it's kind of justified because he scored a lot of goals in in in, in Spanish football. Scored eight goals in in the league uh, in La Liga for for the worst worst team in the in the division as well. So you know he's. 
you can't imagine that he's been high on chances, but he he's he scored he scored eight goals. That's the same as Antoine Griezmann, a, a you know World Cup winner, Barcelona star, and and more than Joao Felix, that you know Portuguese is Portugal's wonderkid. So um, you know he, he scored scored eight goals in the league, a further three goals in the cup, and it's it's led to people saying, well, could he come back to Wolves? And at this point, he could. Yes, you know that no understand now firm decision has been made over his. Over his future, so Wolves aren't haven't shut the door on him. Um, they're not they're not saying you know we're going to sell him and, and things like that. Look, Huesca, I think at the time of the eighteen month loan being agreed, which was the January before the one just gone, said that they had an option uh, to buy included in the deal. I'm told that's not the case. Um, so and even if they did, I mean going down from La Liga is that could they even afford it? But Either way, Wolves find themselves with Mir in seems to be in a position of strength because they can either run the real lavery in pre-season, see what he's about, see if he is ready, you know, to 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 adapt to English football because he was he, he hadn't before he he only scored well he'd not scored in four Wolves appearances and he'd not scored in twelve appearances at Forest and didn't didn't hit the ground running at all there, but. After a couple couple years back in Spain, scoring goals, turning heads, mm-hmm. they can either get him back involved, see see if he's ready for it, or sell him on a, a, a healthy profit. It seems I think that you know they only bought him for one point seven million. Yeah, you know, get approaching double figures in La Liga. You, you got to imagine that he'd uh, attract a decent fee. So. Um, be interesting to see what happens with him. Scoring goals in La Liga, Joe. You got to think that maybe. He's a better option than someone like Catroni, if he came in. And if Wolves do want to go with, you know, Raul's back next season, and you've got Fabio Silva, and potentially you've got Rafa Mir as a three, is that enough? Is that going to appease the fans to get Rafa Mir back? Would they give him this preseason to look at him? Would they give him until, I mean, September the 1st is is obviously deadline day next season. If give him a, a, couple of, a couple of weeks or two two weeks at Premier League level, I'm not saying you're going to start him anyway, so it's difficult to say. But uh, what I'm saying is you don't want a Gonsalves situation really where, oh, you've sold him for X amount. Okay, you're probably going to get a lot more than what you did for Gonsalves, but still probably he goes to La Liga and then he absolutely rips it up again. And you're thinking, are you kidding me, Wolves? He hasn't played a game yet. He scored a few goals in pre-season. That's about it a couple of years ago. Can they dare do that? Or do they, would, they, would they want to give him a few months and really saying that if we need to sell him, we can sell him in January, maybe to a La Liga team because he's got these goals under his belt. There's always going to be a want for a striker who can score goals in a league, especially with some of the, the clubs, you know, that are struggling mid-table towards the bottom half who are like, oh, he's scored X amount of goals. Yeah, we'll have him. Thanks very much. We don't want to get relegated. He's, he's definitely worth taking into consideration as, as far as I can tell. Um you know, in in a, in a COVID climate, I mean, you know, of course, you want you want to strengthen. You always want to want to look at what's out there. I want to see, you know, a striker in one way or another. That area needs bolstering. I, I, for me, I don't, I'm not sure Jose is the answer. So, you know, you got to have a look at him. And if if he's scoring goals in in La Liga, and again for the league's worst team, you know, it, that 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 says a fair amount. I mean, he. Scored, uh, it was a penalty, but he scored against Barcelona a few weeks back. Um, I mean, he, he missed he missed one from a yard as well. But <laughs> it's um, <laughs> he's he's 
he's he's scoring goals at a good level. It's not as if he's you know out at grasshoppers and, and scoring goals in the Swiss second division or mm. yeah, he's playing against proper teams and. While I don't think La Liga is quite at the level of the Premier League, I think the Premier League is the best league in the world. It is, you know, certainly one of the biggest leagues in the world, and if if you can cut it there, there's there's a there's a decent chance you can cut it in the Premier League as well. So um, I'm excited to to see whether he gets another chance, and um, you know, he arrived in English football as basically fresh out of youth football, and. Yeah, I think he could see in those early championship appearances that it was a bit too much too soon. And I think even his forest spell was too much too soon. But now he's 23. He's a good age. He's got a couple of years, you know, properly getting his feet wet in a, in a proper proper division. I think, um, yeah, wouldn't the rule have a pre-season, see what he's about and either keep him around or sell him for a decent price. Just trying to think, when does the season end, mate? What date? May the 29th, 30th, something? Oh, 25th? It? 25th, 25th. 25th? 25th Sunday, yeah? Uh, yeah, I think so, yeah. So so I think for the, see, for the means of, for, for us, you know, being important, integral journalists, <laughs> I feel like we <laughs> so, need to... Speak for to yourself. ...go to Huesca, Huesca. <laughs> To go watch them against Valencia, you know, from a work from a work trip point of view, Joe. Yeah, because Catrone being with Valencia as well, it's you know. just a no-brainer to cover. I mean, you know, I'm saying this in jest, but I'm I'm literally typing the email to our editor as we speak, trying to get release to go there on a work point of view. I feel like we need to go to Spain. I feel to acclimatise, you need nine days, though, mate, if you're going to yes. do a bit of work there. So, so we'll, we'll ease into it. You know, we'll, we'll we'll get to grips with the temperature and with the surroundings because it's it's a difficult. Before we get confident enough to go to and attend that game, you, you bang you, you bag a you, you bag a Cadrone interview, you bag a Mir interview, bish bash bosh, mate. Couple of back pages, back home for the last day of the season. Brilliant. I mean, you know, they'll understand everything I say as well in my bit, uh, my uh, thick black country swang, and it'll be brilliant. Yeah, it's 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 a match made in heaven, mate. I think it's absolutely one hundred percent. We need to look into that. And uh, if you're struggling for lines towards the end of the season, and Nuno's, you know, Nuno goes to back to his forty-five second press conferences with no player, then 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 you know, there you go, mate. It's free material. That easy, easy money. I'm going to push it through expenses now and see what they say. There'll be a, a two-word reply with uh, one of the words being off, I yeah. think, uh, from from, uh, from the expenses department. But you can only try, mate. You can only try. Right, shall we um, shall we go on to some um, some questions from the beautiful peeps? Get the questions in. Get Roll the them in. Get the questions out for the lads. Get the questions out for the lads. Ronan <laughs> Gibbons. <laughs> um, who will score the winner in the Black Country Derby to relegate West Brom? They'll be down below. Do you reckon? Do you reckon? Yeah. Gone. How many? Yeah. How many games is it between? How many games have Albion got between uh, Wolves and the end of the season? So one, two, three, four. That that's five games time for Wolves. Um, Albion. Let, let me just do it. I quick. don't know whether there'll be math. I think he's. I think he'll be around that time mathematically. I mean, they're down now, but mathematically, I think it'll be slap banging that time, mate. You know. Well, they've got Chelsea. They'll get they'll get beaten by Chelsea. Yeah, I'd imagine they'll they'll still get beaten by Southampton. They'll get beaten by Leicester. I think Villa probably should beat them. So, for yeah, if if it is, 
I can't see him winning any of those games. It it, it could well be Wolves. I so think it's going to be. I th- honestly, it could be tight. Yeah. Honestly, I, I tell you. Well, you've got to beat them first. Would you? Um, <laughs> would you? Uh, yeah. Interesting to hear from the fans what they think. Tweet us in uh, if you want to. Would you rather have two wins against West Brom and nothing happen, or get beat by them, which has happened at home, but then you relegate them on that day, away? What do you think? Do you think? Do you think it's a stupid question that everybody would say two wins and I don't really care, or do you think that? The, do you think it'll be closer if you relegate them on that day? Would you sacrifice? that defeat to relegate your rivals and put them in the championship away from home at the Hawthorns. Yeah. Well, maybe it's maybe it's an easy question. Maybe it's maybe it's what maybe it's the thinker. No, no, I I, I think it's I think it's quite I would put that yeah. in a poll mate, but I can't really because we cover West Brom. But okay. but at the same time it would be interesting what they think. You know I think what it'd I mean? be quite level. Yeah. yeah, I think so too. So I'll say goal scorer to send them down. Um Surely there's only one. Surely it's written in the stars. Well, in the stars. If he's back, Raúl. Yeah, yeah. You know, that 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 would be that would be you know. Add it. Add, add to add to the poll. And Jimenez scores the winner yeah. to relegate them. I think people will go for the for the for the loss and the win. Yeah, I think so. It, yeah, we've we've Jimenez scoring the winner. With definitely. Jimenez scoring the winner, yeah. Yeah. And that would be that would just be a lovely moment, wouldn't it? To to kind of to to remember, you know, have a highlight of what has been a difficult season for a variety of reasons. But you know, the whole story of that him recovering from injury so so well and so you know after such a worrying moment to then you know send down your rivals that would be kind of the you know a fitting ending really for, for to the season. So, it, but scores. but I. I reckon Pedro, I reckon actually Neto will probably be the guy if if it's anyone. Jimenez scores the winner, um, grabs a Sincara mask, goes all the way down to the touchline and parades it in front of some Big Sam, with with with, with going down. <laughs> He's selling it. He's selling it. Oh dear. Um, right, Stu says, uh, "What's your first beer? What's your first beer garden drink of choice? What's it going to be?" Um. Probably Guinness, I think. Really? Is yeah. it Guinness? See, for me, if you're out in the summer and you're in a beer garden, isn't a Guinness kind of like a bit heavy? Don't you want something a bit light and more refreshing? Maybe, but I haven't it's had a Guinness. It's got to be Guinness. extra cold, hasn't it? Yeah, I, uh, I haven't had a Guinness on tap for, for a year now. Mm. And you can have them out of the can, but they're not the same. You know, a, a, a Guinness on pull is... is is you know is far superior to a can, mm. so um, it'd probably be a Guinness, but it'd probably just be one Guinness. You know what I mean? As you say, because it is quite heavy. Yeah, it's almost like a meal in a in a pint. Yeah. So I'd probably move on to something like a you know a vodka lemonade or something a bit more lighter after that. Oh, your stomach's gonna love you there, mate. <laughs> but, love you. But but I think yeah, the thing that tempts me most and excites me. Would be would be a Guinness. See, I think for me, Stu, it would have to be, and, I, and I'm looking forward to this outside. Maybe you know, maybe we'll go down to London for the weekend. We'll go on one of those pods looking out onto the Thames. I want an ice cold, ice, ice, ice cold bucket full of ice, bottle of Vuvclico. Happy days. That's me. That's me. Oh, oh, oh. A bottle of Vuvclico. 
Vuvliko. Oh, stop it. Stop what? it, you silly what? man. It's a bottle of gorgeous don't champagne. Everybody knows what Vuvliko or Vuv, no, if you want to call don't. it like that. Mate, I guarantee you they do. Mate, I guarantee you that everyone knows a bottle of Vuvliko if they've seen it. It's beautiful. Yellow label, mate. Just your bog standard one. Uh, probably one of the nicest Christmas champagnes. Nice and dry. Uh, goes an absolute treat, mate. One day, one day you can have a drink. I mean, your missus will appreciate it more than you. Granted, I understand that. But you will enjoy it. You'll never go back. You're looking at 75 calories, you know, for a nice flute. And uh, and I think, you know, you can't beat that. You know, you just watch watch the Thames, watch the water, watch the, watch the cruises go by. And you just sit there, quite happy as Larry, for a couple of hours. Nice little bottle. Rah, rah, rah. Couple of boat, couple of boats go either side. Couple of rowboats, and you just you just have a good time, mate. Maybe a little bit of avocado toast as well, you know, if you really want to make a bit of a brunch oh, brunch from it. That's Mim- it. Mimosa, that sounds, if you want to go crazy. That sounds abysmal. Oh, mate, you're a disgrace. You're a disgrace to humankind, mate. You stick with you with you with you with your genius, your genius drink. Gross, gross, gross. Guinness uh, in the beer garden. That, come oh, on, out of a can. Uh, Paul Mantle, isn't it time for another Nathan Judah story from back in the day? Oh, mate, I can't. I tell you what, Paul, I tell you what, Paul, you remind me next week, I'll bring you, I'll think of a, a really, really good one for you. A really, really good story back in the day. There's a, I mean, there's loads, but I can't tell them on this podcast, mate. Maybe when I've left the company, I, I'll, I'll do a rogue podcast and we can do it, mate, and I can say some terrible things, but probably not. Probably, probably best not. I'll think of one for you, Paul. Remind me next week. Uh, right, here we go. Nag King Wolf says, what's your prediction for Sunday's game in the Cup for Wolves women? Can you let everybody know it's live on Wolves TV? Tie? Yeah, Joe. Um, big game for the girls. Ladies, it's, sorry. Yeah, it is. And um, there'll have been a piece um, in the paper as well um, with Dan, Mac- Dan McNamara. And yeah, against Nottingham Forest in the, in the FA Cup. and um, Massive game. Yeah, big game, and, and it's it's going to be across all of Wolves' um, social media channels Class. on their YouTube. Um, two o'clock kickoff on Sunday, and um, bit of a bit of a strange one in the lockdown restrictions have only just lifted, so they've only got like six days to actually properly prepare for the game. I know both teams are in the same boat, but you know it, it is a strange one for for a game of you know FA Cup, and of course you know these 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 women you know who. You know they they put so much on the line. They mm. you know they're not full time. You know mm. they they've got they've got jobs. They've, yeah. they've got families. They've got responsibilities. Yeah. So to have just six days to prepare for for a game is difficult for any team. But um, you know they, they've had a lot of adversity over the years. They, of course, their league campaign got suspended again. They're still waiting for the application process of of, of promotion and more details on that. But I think for them. The, the most important thing is just being able to get back on the pitch and just have just have that moment together, you know. And um, it's been a lot of difficult time of lockdown for everybody, of course, but for, for, for those women who've had their campaign suspended two seasons in a row when they're on course for promotion in both, you know, very hard to take. So I think the biggest thing for them is just enjoying the occasion and, um, you know, enjoying that, that spotlight and that platform and... Um, you know, giving a good account of themselves. I don't think there's any pressure on them. Mm. You know, Dan Dan said so himself. You know, I'm not going to put pressure on them. But if they do what they've been doing over the past couple of years, then uh, they'll entertain a few people. 
Wayne says, do you think Troy will be a Wolves player next season? What's your percentage out of 100? What do you think? Give me a percentage, Joe. Oh, it's a good question. Um, I think I'm just more so saying yes, but I'd probably say 60-40, 70-30, something oh, like that. Well, that's a big... <laughs> give me one of the 60 or 70 is a big difference, mate. Yeah, maybe say sixty-five. Okay, I'm going to say I'm going to say fifty-five. I think if I had to gun to my head, then I would say that he's a he's a he's a Wolves player next season. And as we said before on the podcast as well, I really hope they keep all the big boys in inverted commas and uh, add strength and really have a good go for one more season. That that for me would be my wish. Um, yeah. George says, uh, "What would be a realistic target for Wolves this summer? And what would you prioritise, defence or midfield?" I and mean, we talked about Virginia. If Moutinho just come in and do the business, you know, in that position, and there's no guarantees that he will, but with Dendonka, with Moutinho, with Neves, would, is central defence the priority over midfield, Joe, or do you think it's 50-50? I think, I think when you weigh up everything, I think cent- central defence is probably the big 100% got to do it, mm. I think. I'm not saying midfield isn't, <laughs> but if you had to pick one, you know that they have to do. I'd probably say central defence. It's just because that position hasn't been strengthened since the, since the championship. You know, Wolves' defence is still that defence. Um, you know, of course, Saiz has moved back into it. Then, I mean, the only player that has emerged in that time was Kilman, but he wasn't a signing per se. He was somebody who came up through the kind of academy after being plucked from non-league. So, you know, they haven't made a, a big money signing for centre-half you know, in three years. So mm. um, I think that is probably the most urgent, but that's not to say midfield and striker don't need strengthening mm. as well. They, they do. They need to strengthen the spine of the team. Uh, good question, Jay. Uh, we just discussed it a little bit, but I think it's, um, it's a fair point. Do you think the fact that Pedro Gonçalves has gone on to do so well and made the decision to let him go look a bit silly... Mean that they might sign Bettinia and Aitnuri due to FOMO and in brackets fear of missing out. I know what FOMO is, Jay. <laughs> and looking silly again in the future. Yeah, I mean, I'm down with the kids. Come on, Jamie. But I appreciate you uh, spelling it out. But yeah, I mean, you know, they obviously will know how well Gonzalez is doing, and uh, I'm sure there'll be regret there. There must be regret there. You'd be daft if there isn't, especially with you know even just his price tag. He still didn't want to keep him. Just the money that he's going to go for. But, uh, you know, will that come into play with Vitinha and Aitnori for, for, for not, uh, you know, that, that, that could happen to, to them on this occasion? Yeah, I, th- I, I think so. I think you've got to factor it in. Equally, you don't want to be, you know, use it as a thing to buy these players too hastily and then they mm. turn out to be not very good. It, it goes back to the point of Vitinha. You've just got to give him more time and give, give him more game time to, to make a more informed decision. Um, Aitnori, I think, is probably... You know, he's probably had as much game time as he's going to get. Maybe I mean, maybe a little bit more. But I think Vitinha is is the one that deserves deserves more time. Mm-hmm. I, I think Wolves have probably got a good idea where they are with Aitnuri, and they'll have a decent idea where they are with Vitinha. But I think he's still the one that's yeah the the, the, the more the most grey area over his name at the minute. Yeah, Paul O'Connell. Um... Kind of asks, you know, should we bring back Rafa, Rafa Mir if, if we're not going to make a decision on Jose? So we kind of discussed that, Paul. Hope that helps you out. Bell Wolf says, if you had to pick a combined 11 from Wolves and Middlesbrough squads, how many Borough players would get in? Now, I assume that Bell's asking about in Premier League history and not now. 
Because otherwise that would be kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. uh, we can run through it very, very quickly if you want. Give me a position. Uh, goalkeeper, Joe. So I think your, who would be your goalkeeper? I think Patricia would would still get the nod. Patricia uh, over Schwarzer for me. Schwarzer, I mean, Schwartz was yeah. a brilliant keeper, mate. But He, um, he was, but I'd, I'd say Patricia. Left back. Um, jo- Johnny. Oh, I might whiff. I mean, Johnny Johnny's better than Frank Quadru, isn't he? Frank Quadru or Christian Zieger. Uh, yeah, I think Johnny's still better than them two. Defenders, give me two centre backs. Might win this one, mate. Gareth Southgate's got to win for me. It's got to go. I think, I think Gareth Southgate and Willy Bolly. Gareth Southgate and Willy Bolly. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, Gareth Southgate, Ugo Ehiog. It's got to have a chance out there. Maybe. I'd take Bolly over Ehiog. I think. Really, he's got a lot of goals, mate. You know. Yeah, right back. I'm giving you, you could have right back, mate, because I, I give you I give you it for Doc or anyone because uh, I'm not I'm not trying to defend Robbie Stockdale or uh, <laughs> or Robbie <laughs> Muster or or anyone else to play that right back. Curtis Fleming, Sh- no thanks. Stu- Stuart Parnaby. Oh God, Jesus, um, we've had some terrible right backs. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll say we'll say Doc. Um, midfield, who do you want? Uh, I want probably I'll probably want Neves. Okay. Uh, uh, I tell you, I tell you, I tell you, who would be amazing for us? Who's getting into the midfield? Gio- Go on, Juninho. Yeah, yeah, Juninho, one hundred percent, amazing. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, I think Juninho and Nevers would complement each other, wouldn't they? Yeah, I'm going to give you Neto ahead of someone like a Zenden. Uh, yeah. Paul, Paul Ince, bit of a bit of bit of Wolves and and, and Borough. Paul Ince just in yeah. there. Free man midfield. He was brilliant. Free man midfield. Yeah, yeah. Stuart Downing not happy he's on the bench, but I'll give I'll give you that. Nah, not having Downing. <laughs> <laughs> not having Adam Johnson. So, so that's so, oh, then the, the front three. Front three, okay. I know I've got a plethora here. So I think Net is on the one side, isn't he? Okay. And then, uh, well, I give you look, look. You can take your pick here of Borough. I give you Neto, and I'll probably give you Raúl. Oh, but... oh, could could we have? Go on. Could we have could Neto go in the midfield? Yeah, can we have Neto instead of Ince? Okay. So we okay. so we say Juninho, Neves, mm. and then Neto was the spearhead of yeah. that. Yeah. Of that. Because I think you've got two. I think you've got two Borough strikers to Raúl here. Because you've got. Okay. You've got Yakubu, you've got Ravinelli, you've got you've got Viduka, you've got Hasselbank. You've, yeah, got, but you've got Alan Boxic. Boxic, yeah. Boxic but was how, brilliant. How many had their diet, Borough, though? Oh, mate. Yakubu Hassel. I mean, Hasselbank, you think Hasselbank scored 20 goals a season in about three years for Borough. Viduka mm. was. Br- Viduka, I tell you what, I'd love to see Viduka and Raul Jimenez together. I think they'd be fantastic. Viduka was strong as an ox. Do you There's think no Viduka was was lo- was a bit like Neves? Probably not as stylish, but as like Neves. It, Neves is a no um, Jimenez. Sorry, you know, is, is a bit like Jimenez. Yeah, but I still think Jimenez plays a little bit further forward than Viduka. I, th- I still yeah. think Viduka likes to lay it off and then give and go. But um, but but yeah, there are definitely similarities in their play. Um, Viduka was always good in a contract year, but but um, <laughs> strong, strong mate, strong. Yakubu just scored goals, mate. Just scored goals. Are we not having Jota in here? I, I, I think it should be Jimenez, Jota and a Middlesbrough player. Really? Yeah. Probably Ravinelli. Yeah, I mean, you've got to have Ravinelli. I, th- I think Ravinelli, I Jota, tell you, he'd do well with Jimenez. the Wolves players, wouldn't he? Wolves fans. Ravinelli. Shirt well, over his head. That is like ultimate kind of fan favourite front three, isn't it? Though? Yes. 
Ravinelli, Jota, and Jimenez. Decent, mate. That's a good little exercise. You got a good. Uh, you got a good combination of talent, the kind of flair and like aggression there as well. Yeah. You know, Ravinelli is kind of Italian fiery streak. Mm, mm. Yeah, I like that. It's manager. Like that. No, no. Gordon struck it. <laughs> <laughs> Killed us about five years. Get out. Right, uh, let's move on. Um, <laughs> let's move on. Reggie, uh, when's the last time you enjoyed a mighty bucket for one? Been a while, actually. Has it? Yeah, been been a, been a fair few weeks. Um, you know, it's not been a while since I've had a takeaway. I mean, I've, I've practically practically been uh, living on the buggers, but um, yeah, not had a not had a bucket for one for a while. It, you've put that thought into my head, though. It might not be that long now. This time next week, might have had a few. <laughs> mate, you, you, I mean, you've walked a tough path three course a day, mate. I feel like I you've have, burnt, off, burnt off enough calories for a, a finger licking bucket. Mmm, lovely. Andy Butter says, uh, Andy Butter says, uh, Nathan, question for you. If you had to choose one ticket between the Tears Weird Derby or the Black Country Derby, which ticket would you choose? Oh, come on, man. Uh, well, surely, let me... Well, you've seen a Tears Weird Derby with fans. Yes. And you haven't seen a Black Country Derby with fans. Correct. So, Correct. So, yeah. by, that t- by that token, you'd want to see a Black Country Derby, would interest, you? yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. I tell you what, Borough versus Borough versus Sunderland on a, like a, it was it was Tuesday night. Always used to play them on a Tuesday night at the Stadium of Light, which back in the day when the Stadium of Light was packed and they had some decent players. That was a that's a flipping good atmosphere, by the way. Um, yeah. that was good back in the days of like Ravinelli, uh, Juninho, Emerson, those kind of days. Those were the brilliant derbies there. Always ended up in a draw. Um, but I would, uh, I'll, I'll go Black Country Derby. Let's go Black Country Derby. Um, maybe, maybe we'll get to see. Um, well, not going to get to see it for a while, are we? To be honest, <laughs> going to be another few years, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I was going to say I'll see it. Uh, see it. You know, when they go to um, the Hawthorns, but we're not going to do that either. James Orson, if we bring a quality centre back in and replace Cody, assuming Bolly plays along on a back four, I think that could have a negative effect on the team in regards to leaders on the pitch and in the dressing room, as I don't see any of the strong leaders in the Premier League. Kind of touched on it before, Joe, but um, I mean, I agree with uh, with James. Yeah, I think it's I important. Is that going to be an important factor in recruitment? Do you think, or or does it does it not matter too much? Or do you look? Do you have to look at the personality and the um, the qualities of a player? When you sign them, or is it just really on ability? And I don't really care what they're like about, you know, whether they're whether they're a mute or whether they're, they're so vocal. It, it just depends what they're what they're producing on the pitch. No, character's key. I think it's probably what you look at first, actually. Um, I mean, you can have all the talent in the world, but if you've got a bad, if you've got a bad head on your shoulders, then you're not going anywhere. I mean, Mario. You know, look at, <laughs> but yeah, but look at Wolves. You know, the mistakes of. You know the turn of the decade when you know the, their third season in the Premier League they put you know their eggs into you know Jamie O'Hara and Roger Johnson's baskets and look how that turned out on paper they were two very good signings and Luke you know, Hatfield, <laughs> Luke Hatfield at the back mm. yeah but yeah it's um, that that is an example of you know players not being right for the for, for the te- temperament and the atmosphere you're trying to create so. Um, now I think character is key, and, and for that reason, I'd be very wary of you know the the idea that Cody is very just kind of dispensable and and can be replaced in the summer. You know, he's with England at the minute for a reason, and while there may be better centre halves out there, and that that are 
you know, on paper have got better qualities and they can they're stronger or quicker or whatever. You're not going to find many leaders like Conor Cody, and you know he has been so instrumental to Wolves' rise over these past few years. And you know you can't just dispense of him. It, it, it's it, it's gonna it's a it's a big decision for them to make over the summer. But for me, I How many kind of is basically going away with England mate, to the exactly. Euros. It'd be a bit. Exactly. It's, it's it, astonishing yeah. that we're even thinking about it. And I understand no. why people are, because of the formation and the progression. But at the end of the day, your club captain, your leader, your, your person that people are arguing wants to go, you know, they would love to see, I remember someone, one, one Manchester United fans talking today about they'd rather have Conor Cody than, than Harry Maguire at, yeah. at, uh, at Manchester United because they're pretty much the same player. And yet, as a leader, Conor Cody's miles ahead of Harry Maguire. And I can kind of understand what he's saying, to be honest. So... So, you know, it's bizarre that we're even thinking about that when, when your club captain is almost certainly, barring injury or a nightmare and fingers crossed and touch when he goes, is going to go, go away with your national side. Maybe not to play, you know, when you're starting 11, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets game time out there. Um, is, is, is amazing, really. Yeah, I, I'm not sure this back, back four is the holy grail. Like, mm. I can see why it's been kind of thought about, but for me... I don't see a huge difference between four three three and three four three. Yeah. If it was four four two and you were going to go two strikers and then stick with Adama and play him as a right mid, which he is, you know that that is. If you describe it Adama, he's right mid in a four. Then then maybe that's a different conversation. But if it's sacrificing a three four three and the foundation that they've built over these years. To, to go four three three, I don't know if it's worth the risk. Mm-hmm. Maybe have it in your back pocket, mm. but I don't think it needs to be kind of this revolution in the summer. I think it's just evolution, you know, and having it up up your up your sleeve because Cody is still essential to where Wolves want to be. Auto Batista Triple H, incredible flair, great great evolution, mate. Great evolution. Evolution, evolution is a mystery. Evolution. Fo- Full of change that no one sees. There you go, mate. There you go. Uh, looking forward to WrestleMania over two nights, by the way, but we won't talk well, much about Well, they, they've just broke up the bloody good stable that they've got going now, in there. They've broke them up on Raw last night. The the Hurt business. Don't tell day. me that, mate. Don't tell yeah, me that. They, do, they, they don't know what they're bloody doing, do they? Oh, come on, come on. Idiot. Anyway, anyway. Uh, Daniel, Dan Middleton says... Uh, when will we know the time for the kickoff of the West Brom game? I assume, uh, Dan, in the next couple of days, because they're going to have to release uh, the next lot of fixtures uh, pretty quickly, I think. Uh, the Premier mm. League, I understand these days, but we've only, we've only really known the, the kickoff times until, I think, April the 14th. So they're going to have to bring them up uh, sooner rather than later. So I would say, Dan, in the next couple of days, mate, mate hopefully. Um, we'll I think it might be a bit longer. Is it May, it, is it? Is it May the game? Yeah, but, yeah it's just on, it's on the 1st. Uh, so two weeks, feel, two weeks, Dan. Not I feel like it, yeah, yeah, because they, they announced the April fixtures at, yes. like, the end of this yeah. month. It, La- early next so I yeah. think it'll probably just be a couple of weeks la- last week of April probably yeah, a couple yeah. of weeks so I, I thought it was back in April from that um, Danny Day how optimistic are Wolves medical staff about Rel returning to his former lofty height- heights and what level has he been training or using his head so as far as I'm aware he's still not hitting the ball um, so he's been away with Mexico and that was successful and he had a good week and got to see some old friends and you know, be around that, be around that camp. Um, but like any head injury, I, I don't think they're 
kind of looking at the, of course they're wanting to return to his former glory and you know the, all the all the suggestions are fantastic and Nuno remains confident he'll play again this season but I don't think they're looking at it that way they're just they're just making sure that he carries on progressing every day and and, and remains in in good health that's you know whether he that you can't look too far ahead with these things I, I know it's I know it's bo- a bit boring and a bit cliche but They've just got to take it day by day and and see how it goes. And I know that's not what people necessarily want to hear, but it's such a unique injury and 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 the, the circumstances. You go back to it, and it it really was a, a harrowing incident, to be honest. Mm. And so you know, for him to just be back playing again this season is fantastic. And you know, he's a great character. I don't doubt he'll be he'll, he'll be firing in goals again. But um, yeah, they'll just be they'll be. Cautiously optimistic, I think. I think that's. I think that's the uh, the term. I mean, there's there's quite a lot of um, people saying, and I can understand it. What what what's the need of, of getting Raúl Jiménez back between now and the end of the season? Give him the summer. Give him the whole of training. Don't let him go to the Olympics and have him ready to go for next season. Do you think part of that? And if Raúl is is ready and one, I'm sure Raúl wants to prove his fitness if he does go to the Olympics and. Whether he should or not, I think we might have a club v country row because I'm not sure whether going away to the Olympics is the best thing for him. However, if he is playing, he is fit and he is playing Premier League football, then you've got to understand he has been away with Mexico. You've probably got to understand that they're quite within their rights to call him up after an injury like any other injury, you know. So that could be an interesting, uh, interesting one that we'll probably look at in a bit more detail towards the end of this season. But but from a Wolves point of view, Joe, I don't think anyone knows how Raul Jimenez is going to come back from this. And and, and fingers crossed, pray to the Lord, he comes back 100% and it's the, it's the Raul that we know and love. But if he is not, and if he is way off it, uh, you know, when he has four, five, six starts between now and the end of the season, then surely they've got a decision to make in the summer about a striker, haven't they? And is that well, why they want him back? Well, if if he's if he can get if they can get clearance before the end of the season, then it, you know the, there's no point waiting off. If he's cleared and fit, medically clear to play, then then give him give him some minutes because not only just from from Wolsey's perspective, but from his perspective, just to know where he is personally and what he needs to work on over the summer, or what what he needs to bring back to his game, or what he doesn't need to bring back to his game, what what's still there. But and then from a Wolves point of view to just assess where he is and whether he is the same Raul, you know, from from everyone's point of view, even from a, a Mexico point of view, if they want to take mm. him to the Olympics and he has a good few games before the end of the season, then they're like, well, happy days, you know, he'll come and score a couple of goals for us probably. But it's I think from everyone's point of view, if they can get him at least some time on the pitch before the end of the season, I think everyone benefits. But if it doesn't happen, then it doesn't happen. You know, it. it these things will take their course naturally, but if they can get the clearance, then he'll play because it's got to be the best fit for all parties. I think. Give me a give me a price. What are the give me some odds on Raúl Jiménez scoring more <laughs> Premier League goals this season than Fabio Silva and William Jose combined? Um, yeah, I, I, evens it. Even. <laughs> Probably isn't it. 
Well, he's on four, and Fabio's got two, and Williams got none. None, so. none. Probably, probably one, four to one on. I mean, it's, it's astonishing. Astonishing, I can, mate, when I can you think see, about it. Can you imagine can saying that? Can you imagine he's been out for since October that he's got he's got double the amount of goals than the other two Wolf strikers put together? Yeah. Amazing, really, isn't it? Crazy. And yet Wolves are still in 12th, are they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay, last couple of questions. Uh, good questions, Craig Harris. Again, uh, great questions again this week. I think they've got better the questions, by the way. Uh, maybe because we're yes. putting a program out there, so people <laughs> have to think about it. Maybe because we're dangling some kind of carrot. But uh, questions have definitely improved uh, over the last few weeks. Uh, Craig Harris, what do you think uh, will happen to Ryan Giles as of next season? I'll say Championship loan, Joe. Uh, championship loan. You say League One loan, do you? Or no, no Championship, but maybe. I don't know. Maybe there comes a point where you where you sell, didn't there? Mm. I don't know. Okay. Oh, really? You, you, you think you'd sell rather than having him back in that squad? Well, he's one they've got to assess, isn't mm-hmm. he? Mm-hmm. So, I think Championship one way or another is mm-hmm. where he'll where he'll be. Uh, David Ellerton, last one. If you could have one player, past or present, as a special guest on the podcast, who would it be and why? Chris Smith giving a bit oh. of answer, but uh, saying oh. saying yawn. But uh, he's uh, what do you think? Oh, I don't know. It's a good question, man. Oh, I think I think I think Connor would be growing the podcast now, and I know he's done a couple of podcasts before, but I think now with everything that's happened, with with what he's doing, I think once he returns with England, hopefully, fingers crossed, uh, from the Euros, that would be great because he knows the crack, he knows us, he knows the way the format, and uh, and I think he'd be great value as well. And I think he'll be it would be an interesting chat, a very easy chat. And especially yeah. with a podcast, you can have the great, greatest guest in the world. You can have the biggest name in the world, but if they're not, if they're not with it, if they don't know what the format, if they're not relaxed, if they're not on the same wavelength, it can be a very hard listen, I think. And you want yeah. someone who's got some crack, I think. Uh, so Connor would definitely be mine for for, for present. Maybe you go past Joe. Um, past. Maybe Matt Doherty. Really. <laughs> On, on his, no, but you talk about that um, kind of being switched on to it and always being good value. In terms of a media point of view, Doc has been one of the best players I've dealt with. Um, always friendly, talks to you just normally, no, no kind of guard up or uh, anything like that. And yeah, he understands the kind of the crack as well. He, you mm-hmm. could have a bit of a laugh with him as mm-hmm. well. So... I know he kind of he's, he's not everybody's cup of tea maybe now, but maybe in a few years' time when everything's died down a little bit. I would I would like to have I'm not sure how good he would be, but I would like to have Diogo on here just yeah. because to ask him a lot of questions if he was allowed to answer them, but a lot of yeah. questions on because he never really got to say goodbye properly, did he? It was all very yeah. Quick. What 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 happened on what, on that Stoke Carabao Cup game? What happened? On. What went on? <laughs> What went on? What on earth? Why did you turn up at the stadium? Maybe get off the get off the couch, and then you were gone, and then Nuno was cagey afterwards. Like what? What actually happened on that night? That would be that'd be an interesting one. Oh dear, it'd be good. It'd be good. Uh, look, we, you know, uh, watch this space because I might have a couple of announcements uh, towards the end of the season as well. So maybe we might get a guest or two. We shall see. Um, good questions, Pete. Again, uh, Joe, any, any stand out or what's your memory like? Any ones that you were um, uh, I, d- I did good. like that one, the the, the, the pastoral present. 
Oh, did you? Well, because it was did the you? last one. It's the one you can remember. No, I did. I did like it. I, I just no. I, I did. I did. I did. Like, I did like all the questions, but that that one got, kind of most, got me... was the most recent. No, but it got me thinking. Okay. It got me. Got me. That does help. It does help. Thinking. <laughs> it always helps with a good think, mate. Um, <laughs> that was uh, also a ring announcer back in the day in WWE. But anyway, yes. Good old Howard the Fig. Uh, right, David Ellerton, uh, pro- program on the way to you, pal. Congratulations. Uh, Chris Chris giving you some, some shit, mate, uh, with a reply saying it was a boring question, but you are the man. You're the man with the last laugh because you have uh, got a program. Just DM me, mate, or uh, email me, nathan.juda at mnamedia.co.uk. Give me your address and um, I'll get that in the post to you in the next couple of days. Right, uh, we've got a game, Joe. We've got a game. It's Wolverhampton Wanderers. Finally. Finally. The, no, we need to stop these resting things. Anyway, um, <laughs> Wolves against uh, West Ham United, flying West Ham United. I mean, they've talked about uh, West Ham the last six years or five years or three years or two years doing doing the business, and uh, they always disappoint. Looks like they finally got there, and they're gonna they're, they're right in the not just in the hunt for European Europa League football, which I think eventually they will get to be honest. But look, they're in the Champions League picture. I think they're in the top four as, as we speak. I think. Um, if I look at the Premier League table, which I haven't got up because um, I'm terrible at research, but I think they're fourth, are they, Joe? I uh, think I think they're fifth. Are they? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are. They're two points behind Chelsea. Two points behind. So look, they're right in. The, they're right in the mix for Champions League football. But a uh, difficult game. Um, we talked last week about Southchek getting getting a treble on the way, and, and you know, good goodness me, wouldn't, wouldn't we want? A South Czech next season, but look, they've got plenty of good players there. Antonio, of course, Lingard's gone doing there and, and doing a good job. Going to be a difficult game, but I, I'm, I'm interested in this game. I think this could be a, could be a good, a good, 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 solid test. Yeah, it'd be kind of a good measuring stick, I think, for Wolves, and just to kind of see and a bit of a revenge know. game as well, because goodness yeah, me, that was a, oh, that was Christ. brutal. <laughs> I thought you were going to go. I thought you were just about to go. Yeah, what me? I thought yeah, that's what you were going to go with, but it was. I mean, that, that, that is was all right, wasn't it? Yeah, that was that was awful. Um, but yeah, West Ham, they're solid all over now. They've they've got a good team. They're you know, of course, the Suchek's been fantastic, but you know, Antonio continues to be brilliant and. You know, even Kufal's been great, hasn't he? This Kufal's year. been great. Rice is actually emerging as a, as a proper player for me. Or, yeah, you know, he was always it, a bit wishy washy for me. One of those yeah, people. Yeah, I was, but, but, you know. but he's, 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 he's really ground into it, I think. I think Man Stones, I've put in the same category. It's like, I don't get why, what the rate, the rate, the, the yeah. kind of big raving is. But to be fair, they have stepped up this year, both of them. Yeah, yeah. So they're, they're, they're going to be, they're going to be a, a tough test. But, um, you know, I think if there's one area that they, they can be got at, it's you know, it's it's probably at the back. You know, the centre halves are now Craig Dawson's done a very good job for them, but you know, they loves they an do, OG by the way, loves an alcohol. They, loves and they an do, OG. they do still concede. Mm. You know, you know, they, of course they were what was it three up against Arsenal and then drew, drew three three. So, yeah. you know, if you can get goals against them, there is the the potential where. You know they can kind of unravel a little bit. It's just where Wolves haven't scored enough. Mm-hmm. So it's um, I think the first goal in this game goes a long way. Mm-hmm. And if, if if Wolves can, you know, do what they've so often not done and get that first goal, then that could that could really you know be in, instrumental in in determining the the result of this game. Really, just looking at the goals this season. I mean, Wolves scored Wolves have scored as many goals as Newcastle. Oh, yeah, good yeah, God. I know. That's desperate. Yeah. Wolves are thirteenth, by the way, not twelfth. But, um, but you know there will be there will be twelfth uh, after after the win on, on Monday <laughs> night. Uh, they, they, you're right, though, Joe. They, they can be got at. And, and look, 
I don't think they're a million miles away from West Ham if if they get the right players in and you know and they've got a full strength side. You bring Pudence back, you, you get you get Bolly playing, you know you get Raúl Jiménez playing. I think it's a very very close game to be honest, and, and a game even now as they're going to come. I think they'll come and play. I think they'll be maybe not as open as Leeds United were, but I think they'll definitely go and attack, which I think suits Wolves. Um, they will be rested. There's quite a few players who have who will have been at Compton this week or this couple of weeks who will probably done the world of good and, and maybe the likes of you know, Traore as well who want to prove a point he missed out on the Spain squad and, and I don't think he'll be going to the Euros but at the same time he'll probably want to really make a mark not just not just to, to, to prove a point there but to, to get on the uh, to get back on that goal sheet this season as well I mean still not a goal I know that the indirect one I guess against Leeds United but really needs to finish the season strong and like we've said they've got a really good run of games now and I include West Ham in that I know that West Ham will be favourites just going into this game but this is a winnable game it is it is and you know just because West Ham have been on a good run doesn't mean they can't be beaten and uh, you know hopefully Wolves that that rest and doing well and um, you know Traore you mentioned him there he's got a massive point to prove and while he, his efforts might be in vain in the end uh, for you, for the for the Spain squad for the Euros he, he's got to give it his best efforts and um, you know prove that he should be there or make, make as best an effort as possible because he's, he's for all these um, you know promise this season he's, he's, he's it hasn't resulted in goals and assists, and and that and that's that's the be all and end all really for for a wide player or any forward player. So um, yeah, he's got to step up, and hopefully that can that can start against against uh, West Ham. It's Wolves against West Ham United. Can I have a score prediction, please, Mister Jathan Nuda? Okay, yeah, okay. Let's have one second, one second. Let me think. Uh, I'm going to say it's going to be Wolves two, West Ham United two. I will go Wolves 2, West Ham United 1. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I like it. Are we going to... Yeah. Is there a chance? Is there a chance that I might not have to wear a jacket? Do you think? Monday? Maybe. Maybe you can wear a jacket. What's that? A shirt jacket. You mean a gilet? A a jacket. That's not even a word, mate. Stop that. It is. Stop, stop, stop throwing those in right at the end of the thing. (laughs) The bloody podcast. I need to do my jacket. One second. Oh, a no. That's never been a word. I can't... I've never ever heard of that, but apparently it's a thing. A it is. Shacket. I'm surprised you've not heard of that. I thought you'd be all over the Shacket game. Oh, it sounds horrific, Shacket. I mean, there's, I do like a Canada Goose one here for 550 quid. It looks very, very nice Ooh. as a Shacket, but uh, it's just a jacket. It's just a coat, really. Shacket, man. man. Oh mate, I'm not having that. These words. That's not. It's a jacket. It's just a coat. It's just a coat, man. <laughs> jacket, my ass. Right, let's go. Home. I've got work to do. Right, Joe. Uh, pleasure, mate. Enjoyed it. Um, thank you very much, everyone. Uh, thanks for listening. I, I, I'm delighted to say we've got a game of football on Monday. So uh, we will be at Molyneux. Myself and Mr. Joe Edwards. It definitely beats Grimsby Town. That's for certain. Have a great weekend, everybody. From me, from Joe. Happy Easter. Hope the Easter Bunny comes. Take care. Bye-bye.